Wide Web has long been host to copied and pasted stories of an apocryphal nature. These stories came to be known as Copybusta, and then the creepy variant emerged. Welcome to Creepypodsta, the Creepypasta podcast. Hello, welcome. This is the podcast, and I'm the host of it, Jeff, and we are going to chat about a creepypasta. Except, here's the thing. There's a lot of short stories online, and many of them are in the horror genre. Some of them are in the a gross thing happens to someone genre, which I guess is horror, uh, if that's your thing. But this... Here it's I've I've been thinking a lot academically about what is a creepypasta because we've of course covered things on the show that are not virally distributed short stories from online that have dubious origins and could perhaps relay someone's real experiences but likely do not, uh, which is the generally accepted definition of a creepypasta. The idea being that it evolved from copypasta, which was where you took a bad post that someone made and copied and pasted it, sometimes altering some of the text to trick people into being mad at you. And as people started doing that, where instead Instead of tricking people into being mad at them, they wanted to trick people into being scared of, of of the world by being like, oh, I found a video game and it had a, a dead uh, child's ghost inside of it or something like that. Uh, and so that has sort of evolved to now where we are getting more literary uh short fiction, but it's sort of distributed through similar channels and to pretty much the same community as all of the bad schlocky uh, viral stuff was 10 to 15 years ago or more. Um, so it's it's a little murky, and uh, I, I'm thinking about it a lot, and I will probably end up writing some sort of serious essay on the subject. But anyway, that won't be this one, but I'm thinking about it especially because we are covering a story from... This is the first time we're covering a story from this subreddit. It's called Library of Shadows, and I think the idea of it is that it is... Uh, where no sleep is like your Freddy versus Jason slasher stories, uh, that type of thing, and let's not meet is more of like a like spooky, not even spooky. That's more like a, a like a paranoid thriller type of Alfred Hitchcock type of horror. This one I think is for like the the weird fiction and the um the like more literary focused type of thing it says here that the that the subreddit was created in the spirit of pulpy submission driven magazines and comics like weird tales tales from the crypt fangoria and others but that is like that's pretty much exactly no sleep uh like but i guess with this it's not there's no rule about pretending it happened. So <laughs> that it's like this this one is is just like this is fiction. There's no game with it. So 
Anyway, uh, the story we are covering is called The Nuclear Incident on Bumblebee Lane, and it was featured in, I believe, Season 8 of the No Sleep Podcast, so there is a little bit of crossover. And with me are Alex Capello. Hey, creeps. And Tara Hansen. Hello. Uh, Alex, I believe you chose this off the list, so if you would please... um, do your best to summarize this sort of long, somewhat meandering story as briefly as you can. Okay, so this starts off with a couple, Denise and the narrator whose name is never mentioned in the story, uh, who apparently live in the Pine Barrens of New Jersey, and they wake up in the middle of the night with the emergency alarms on their phones going off and blaring. And they assume it's nothing serious until one of them checks their phone and sees the alerts are telling them to get to the nearest television or radio as soon as possible. And there's an automated message on the TV saying it's not a test and instructions will follow. So Denise starts getting anxious because her parents aren't capable of fending for themselves in an emergency situation because they're old and her mom's in a wheelchair and stuff. So they try reaching her parents by phone, but the lines are congested because as everybody else in the state and area is freaking out about this supposed emergency. So they start preparing bags and food and everything while they're listening to this emergency stuff going on. And after a little while, the message changes and a woman comes on the TV reading a statement to residents of Monroe County, Salem County, and Crystal County. We're experiencing a national emergency. This is not a test. Remain calm. Don't leave your homes. All vehicles and people found outside will be shot on sight. <laughs> yeah, it's very serious. Uh, I, I, The version I listened to was fully voice acted, so this was like a different actor than the guy doing it. The narrator was doing like a, hey, uh, I'm a tough guy. Because that's, <laughs> that's how if, all people in Jersey sound. <laughs> Uh huh. Yeah. If you're not if you're not from the Mid Atlantic or Northeast, you think that New Jersey sounds like a the cartoon Brooklyn guy from Futurama. They do. Everyone. Every single person. Hey, first of all, get out of here, Connecticut. Uh, yeah. Uh, well, I you know sometimes I do kind of slip into a little bit of a. I do when hey, I'm talking to my father, but other than that, I mean, Jersey born and raised. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. <Okay>. Anyway, <laughs> we're continuing on. Um, so the woman who's delivering the message on TV kind of goes off script, I guess, at that point, says, tells her children she loves them. And then there's some other voices saying, cut the feed and there's sounds of a struggle and then a gunshot before the feed is actually cut. So presumably this woman's been shot for going off script. Uh, Denise and the narrator basically say, fuck the police and keep packing the car to get to Denise's parents. And Denise mentions that the statement from the woman was odd, but then a video feed of the presidential podium, which is noted as being not in the White House, appears on screen. And some dude they don't recognize as either the president or the vice president comes on screen, delivers a statement saying nuclear weapons have been launched at the U.S. from the Unified Kingdom of England and its colonies, and that we're retaliating tenfold against our enemies across all their colonies in Europe and Africa. So this guy, who is apparently the president, goes on to say the government will be safe in bunkers, continue on after the attack, 
urges citizens to do what it takes to survive, all that political mumbo-jumbo, have a battery-operated radio, don't leave, blah, blah, blah. Says a prayer. Yeah, he addresses the residents of Monroe, Salem, and Crystal Counties, um, (laughs) which only one of those is a real county. You know, Um, that's, that's when I knew something was wrong, when they said that England was sending nukes at us. (laughs) That was that was was the big clue. That was the big the big turnaround. Yeah. I was like, uh, they have a it's like a TV president. He doesn't know what England's called. It's like (laughs) it's like how on the West Wing they always have a like it's it wasn't Bill Clinton or George Bush when the show was on. It was like President Makeup's make believe guy. (laughs) I thought I thought the story was doing one of those. I I got clued in with the counties because like I'm bad at geography, but I'm like at least one of those has to be fake. This doesn't make any sense. <laughs> yeah, I thought Monroe was a county. I was, d- I was. I knew wrong. Crystal County wasn't real. I'm like, Monroe. I'm not too sure about you, but I'm gonna give you a pass for this second. Yeah, I think we've got 16 counties in New Jersey, which is too many. I thought they so. were all real. I didn't know. I forgot we were in New Jersey like halfway through, so it was all meaningless to me. <laughs> So after that, president goes in the bunker, then another woman comes on screen and says that dude was President Albin, and he's done speaking, and they're going to sign off soon, and the feed will just be replaced with a live feed of the bunker. She, the cameraman, and the Secret Service agent at the bunker door go in, and everything's sealed shut. At this point, the narrator's like, who the hell is President Alden? And I'm not sure if it was a typo or intentional. But it is spelled differently, President Albin and President Alden, which, if it was intentional, you know, uh, kind of yeah. good. <laughs> yeah, that's it's pretty funny. Um, yeah, then the Denise and the narrator, they eventually hear, like, a rumble and the ground starts shaking. They grab their mattress into the basement and take cover with them with some, like, snacks and water in their basement tub. Which is actually pretty smart. Um, yeah, that's a normal thing to have. I always have my basement tub in an emergency. Uh huh. Yeah, I keep a bathtub in the basement. Uh, <laughs> Just in case of nuclear attack. <laughs> um, and there's like the rumbling gets worse while they're in the tub, and eventually they hear their house cave in on them, and they try moving the mattress once everything's quieted down, but they can't because there's a house on them. Um, while they're trapped, they discuss the strange points of what happened. President Albin, this is where they mention Monroe and Crystal Counties as not being actual things. Um, and they just kind of chill out for a few hours until they hear some muffled voices above them start yelling and banging on the mattress to get somebody's attention, and they are rescued. Denise asks the rescue worker who the current president is, and the answer is Barack Obama. Are you sure you're okay? I misspelled that one, too. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. And the narrator asks them what happened, and they're told that their neighbors called 911 after hearing an explosion in their house and seeing it was totally leveled. And they tell everybody their shortened version of the events and then excuse themselves to go stay at Denise's parents' house where they talk about what happened. 
narrator says they don't discuss it much anymore, but he thinks the nuclear energy pulled their house into a parallel universe for like a brief snapshot of time. And the narrator doesn't know if they'll ever experience it again, but praise to God they don't. <laughs> yeah, very, very weird for him to just lay out the theory at the end there. Like, here's what I think. In another dimension, uh, they dropped a nuke, and we got pulled into that dimension by the blast. Like, what? Okay, hold on. Excuse me? <laughs> I, I mean, he's I... been reading too much stuff about, like, string theory, obviously, and, like, if that's yeah. true, then I feel bad for the people whose house they switched with for, like, a couple hours in the middle of the night. <laughs> yeah. No, what if it's more like, oh, uh, what... Uh, at the end of Poltergeist, where their house, like, you know, like, implodes on itself and it disappears. I was thinking something like that happened. Oh, I see. Uh, my, yeah, it, like, if I, it's like, it's sort of like in Bioshock Infinite, when Elizabeth uses her powers to open a hole to a, another dimension, where there's a movie called Revenge of the Jedi in theaters, which only happens in the trailer. They cut that scene from the actual game. Uh, it's, but it, yeah, it, it feels like that. And because I already have experience with this sort of like, oh, it's a different dimension type of thing. Uh, I didn't need the narrator to speculate. <laughs> I could have just like I I it, I think that effective horror leaves mystery, and this does leave mystery. But it also is like, come with me, dear audience, to what I, the author, intended to be the thing that happened in this story. Here's the answer to all of your questions, just in case you were wondering. <laughs> Yeah, it's got the plausible deniability of like, oh, the narrator just thinks that's what happened. It's more like he's, instead of a narrator, he's like a tour guide taking us through his story, and then at the end he pauses and gives a brief explanation and welcomes some questions from the uh, group. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's very strange. Um, Tara, how did this one hit you, since it was not the one you chose? Um, I Was it what you expected based on the title, etc.? I mean, I didn't, I didn't really know what to expect because uh, I, I knew there had to be some sort of twist along the way. There's usually, you know, you wait for the gut punch and you're like, oh, there's the creepy thing. So I didn't know what that was going to be. And then it, it was it was just kind of strange. I didn't really care what was going on for the first half. And then they started talking about made-up countries and I was like, ah, here it is. And then I felt like it turned into Fallout. Like, they were they were getting, like... <laughs> You know, yeah. someone died on camera. We got to see the elite and millionaires like standing in front of a literal vault that they were going to go hide in. You know, and everyone else could, who couldn't afford to go in the vault was essentially told to, you know, try your best out there. You know, if you become a ghoul, that's that's all right. You'll, oh, you'll try your best. Yeah, it's really strange. Yeah. It's it's very. The genre is weird, because I think that it absolutely fits as a spooky story, but it's like a combination of this apocalypse story, which is good, that's a strong horror genre, with this other like alternate history type of thing, which 
I'm not sure quite works. I think what's weird about it is that they come back to the regular universe at the end. I think if they had just, like, been, like, here's the world, like, we started in a world not unlike yours, and now we've come out in this other different world, and we don't know what's happening, but we have to pretend that everything is normal. I think that would have been a little more effective. It's very Twilight Zone-y, but not necessarily, mm. like, a good episode of Twilight Zone. It's, like, <laughs> mid-tier episode of Twilight Zone. Yeah, I actually just scrolled down to the comments, and the second one is, wow, this is straight out of the Twilight Zone. <laughs> uh, oh, the first one also says, a great episode for Outer Limits or Twilight yeah. Zone. Uh, oh, man, this is definitely the board where people talk to each other like that, isn't it? I suppose so. Because on No Sleep, oh yeah, on No Sleep, all the comments would be on this story would be like, "Oh man, that's so weird that that happened." I to hope you. you're Here's okay. My theory about this real <laughs> thing that happened. Yeah, exactly. But on this board, I'm going to just take a wild guess that every every one of these is like, "Oh wow, this story seems like it's by insert uh, sci-fi author from the '50s here." Oh yeah, they're not pretending it's real. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because they don't have to. Yeah, no, even but the title my suspension of, the of disbelief. Like that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, now you'll never believe in the alternate President Alban universe. Uh, um, what is the spookiest part of this story for you, Alex? You go first. Um, honestly, the spookiest part was the subtle reminder that the entirety of society, as we know it, could collapse in about thirty minutes if we're actually faced with nuclear war. Mm. Sober. Yeah. <laughs> Tara, what about you? I don't know. I don't know if I thought it was spooky. I like I said I just kind of thought it was the opening cutscene for a Fallout game and yeah. I, I thought it was spookiest that they just did they just kept not believing it. Like the the guy was just insistent that they go outside. Like they watched a woman get shot on TV, and the announcer right. was like, yeah. "Don't go outside, or we'll also shoot you." And he was like, "Nah, they're kidding. It'll be fine." <laughs> yeah, that that is perhaps the biggest tension in like, for example, The Purge, which I think oh yeah is a similar like it's a temporary post apocalypse, but the horror in it is the same as your fallouts or what have mm. you, your Mad Maxes, mm. uh, where like oh someone in a hockey mask is gonna cut off your family and steal their blood or whatever, <laughs> um, <laughs> and like that. That's the the thing they're going for here, and all of the horror in stories like that is derived from the fact that men won't listen to people telling them not to go outside when they don't have to. God damn it, men. <laughs> uh, I am very glad that they ended up back in the normal universe where people don't get shot for not listening to the TV. It was on the phones, uh, too! It all, it was, yeah. it was everywhere. Don't go outside you know, or you're gonna get shot in the face, probably, maybe. I guess it would have been more effective if they had, le if, like, they had gotten outside and, like, we're dealing with the roving gangs of, of 
I don't know, militias or, or army men or whatever. Oh my god! That would have been yes. a different story. Army police. Yeah. No, and he, it could have yeah. faded out with him, like, he, like, he, like, gets, like, hit with the back of a gun or something, and he's, like, laying there bleeding out, and he, like, sees some sort of carnage around him, and, and then, yeah. Yeah. Or, like, he wakes up being interrogated about a bunch of stuff he doesn't know about because he's not from the right universe. They're like, where are you from? Uh, Bumblebee Lane, but it doesn't exist. Where are you from? You know, that kind of yeah, shit. Yeah, exactly. Twist. <laughs> tell us tell us about, tell us everything you know of, about the Empire of Canada or whatever. <laughs> this is actually also a Junji Ito story, I just remembered. This exact plot where he oh. had, like... Yeah. Really? Well, not the not the like nuclear fallout blah blah blah, but just that he's like this normal kid who just happens to occasionally run into an alternate dimension in his house. <laughs> uh, do you know if which collection that's in? I have the the new one sitting on on my shelf from the library. I'm hoping that's in there. Uh, I couldn't I couldn't tell you if it's uh translated because when I read it it was on some right. kind of manga site, but it, it was in the recently aired anime. Oh, I gotta watch okay. that. Then hopefully it will be in Shiver, his new collection of short stories. Uh, I'm glad that they're starting to translate and collect his works. Uh, I also am excited to read the or watch the. I watched the anime when I was over you and Cole's place. Mm. Uh, like what was it? One episode. It was the one where with that uh, the spooky uh, handsome guy. <laughs> Yes. <laughs> yeah. Uh, they, yeah, that that one was whatever. Um, but I want to watch more because it's Funimation is doing uh, is do they're calling it simul dubs, where they're dubbing new animes and putting them online to stream two weeks after they've aired in Japan. Uh, and I like to watch dubbed anime because I'm garbage <laughs> and bad. Like, subtitles I find extremely You're not a real weeb, uh, Jeff. <laughs> it's true, I'm not. I'm, I'm a fake geek. Um, but it's, like, very appealing to me that a show I want to watch will finally be, like, dubbed and in a place that I can watch it. Because I've been waiting for... I think three years now for Netflix to put the dub for Kill La Kill up so I can watch it. Because, like, they, uh, like, two years ago, they updated the credits for the show to include all the English language voice actors, but they never added the other audio track. Wow. Uh, and I was also waiting for Attack on Titan, but I watched the first episode of that and was like, oh, this is too ugly for me to watch more of it. Uh, so I've just been reading it. <laughs> Well, the manga Ugh. is is if you don't like the anime, the manga is. I think he does it. In, he or she, I'm, I don't know who the author is. I'm sorry. Does it entirely in pen, so it's even messier. Yeah, mm -hmm. not. Yeah, <laughs> it's it's ugly, but it's at least stylized. I've read eight volumes of the manga. I don't know if I'm gonna go any farther. Mm. Further, farther is for actual distance. Further is for metaphorical uh, distance. <sighs> But, like, I guess it could be either, because there is a distance to pages of manga. <laughs> mm. Anyway, <laughs> this is not important. Uh, I think my spookiest part of this is the um, 
descriptions of the alternate universe people on the TV and how they seem like really sad and like they the uh, President Alban has like a guilty look mm. on his face. Is that what it says? Yeah. yeah, guilt, sadness, and loss. Like, like they did. I want to know what's bad. going on in that universe. Like they they yeah, actually exactly. actively screwed something up that caused this, and it's all their fault. They have to have, too, because if a country launched nukes against us and we knew about it with enough time to tell people that the nukes were going to hit, yeah. we could shoot them out of the sky and it would be fine. Yeah, and, like, especially uh, from if they're coming from, like, London, which is a much shorter distance than the countries we would typically expect to be sending nukes at us, which would take yeah. about, I think, like, the estimates from North Korea to, like, California are, like, 30 something minutes. Huh. So that would have to be even yeah, shorter. Yeah, we've got battleships in the, in the Atlantic to in the North Atlantic to shoot down nukes of from England. That would be fine. <laughs> I wonder what the pretend England's other colonies were because it's you know, you don't really these colonies I guess also had nukes. So they were like yeah. big. That's I don't know what's going on there. Who are they? I mean, it could be. Yeah, the uni unified kingdom of England and its colonies is so weird. Yeah, and they mentioned stuff in Africa, so maybe it's an alternate history where they didn't pull out of some of their previous colonies that they have pulled out of and given independence to now in our reality. It's also weird that they went with Unified Kingdom because I think the country name United Kingdom is like hundreds of years old. <laughs> like I, th I think that that name has been around for a while. I'm not sure. I'm checking Wikipedia now to see uh, when, um, when it was formally formed. Uh, boy. <laughs> Acts of Union of Great Britain and Ireland, January 1801. Wow. So I guess that would be when it became the United Kingdom of Great Britain and Northern Ireland. Oh, no, I guess uh, the Republic of Ireland split off in 1922 because the Irish Free State Constitution Act was signed then. Wow. Uh, so maybe not. I don't know when it became, because it could have been the United Kingdom of... Uh, the United Kingdom of... Scotland, Wales, and England from 1707 let, let, onward. Let me tell you. Let me tell you what happened. He went ahead and he put United in a thesaurus and got unified, and he was like, "This is it." <laughs> right. Okay. Like they cool. just changed a word yeah, here. It's fine. <laughs> ah, in the 1700s, the term United Kingdom started getting used. Um, boy, that is. Yeah, he absolutely was just like, I could make this be an alternate universe just by changing that one word, which means the same thing and has literally one different letter. Yep. Oh, two different <laughs> letters. Whatever. Uh, anyway, that's. Uh, do we have any other final thoughts on this story? I only have one. There is no Bumblebee Lane in New Jersey. Uh... Oh, you... <laughs> man, they're in another universe. It's what? a double alternate universe, man. Yeah. Oh my god. Oh, wait, yeah, there absolutely is. There's a Bumblebee Lane in, lane in Watchung. What? I googled it. Nothing happened. Yeah, I googled god. Bumblebee Lane, New Jersey, yeah. and Watchung property sales comes Watchung up Watchung is not in the Pine Barrens. <laughs> <laughs> that's fair. <laughs> they do say the Pine Lands, as if that's the name of an area, which it isn't. 
what's what's a pine uh, barren? The Pine Barrens is a huge forest in Camden County and the surrounding area where lots of hill people live. No, no, no. Uh, I, I guess... I, what is what? a Pine Barren? Like, what's a barren? I don't know what just a bat Like, what does that word mean in that context? Let's see. Uh, mm, no, this is, doesn't help because a barren would be a barren tract of land, but it's not Wait. a barren tract of land, because there's pines there. It refers to the area's sandy, acidic, and nutrient-poor soil. Oh. So it is barren land. Like, there's a bunch of trees, but it's poor, bad it's for farming. only pines that can grow there. Only pines. <laughs> right. Alright. Interesting. Wow, thanks for tuning in to so now uh, we know. Uh, science and facts about trees. <laughs> well, there is a place called the there is a place called the Pinelands, the New Jersey Pinelands National Reserve. All right. Oh man, this guy really messed Clearly up. Clearly, we're not pineys. Um, maybe we shouldn't be speaking. I, mean, I, I, I am. Uh, <laughs> that's where I'm from, actually. Yes. Oh shit! I'm sorry, uh, Jeff. <laughs> No, it's okay. No, I I don't think I would be considered a piney because I didn't grow up in a swamp hole. <laughs> true. Uh, How can you deny but, your tree yeah. ancestors? Yeah. Uh, well, you know, because I want to. <laughs> uh, anyway, that's this episode. Let's talk about where the people can reach you if they want to interact with you on social media. Tara. Oh, I, I, I have a Twitter. It's UCS Psyche. Uh, P-S-Y-C-H-E. Otherwise, uh, I play uh, Bang Dream. It's a rhythm game. It's really cool. Go play it. It's free. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Alex, what about you? Uh, the people can find me on Twitter at Lovelark and Instagram at Rose underscore Lark, both spelled with a C. You can find me on Twitter, J3FK. You can go to patreon.com slash JeffJK. One dollar per month will get you a whole slew of things, a whole back catalog of bonus audio treats. I hesitate to call them podcast episodes because most of them are just like cut content. Uh, lately, I've been editing Seeing Reddit, and we do a fantasy casting poll, so I've been putting our conversations up there, the like 10 to 15 minutes where we decide uh, who will go on the casting poll and what character we will uh, cast, and so if you're a fan of that show, it's great, but yeah, I mean, if you're not, you do also get access to all of the back catalog where I've read like a dozen stories from... Uh, that we've covered on the show. I really like reading the SCP stories. One, because there's no legal gray area there. They are open license and you can like legally read them for profit. Uh, and uh, two, I don't know if I said A or one before, but we're going to go. This is going to be point number two why I like reading those uh, is because it's very fun to put on a character of like a disaffected bored scientist who's just reading these reports uh, to catalog them. I think that's a fun character to put on. So I'll just like, I'll read them as as if the things happening in them aren't as horrible as they are, which I think uh, adds a 
uh, interesting impact to them, perhaps. Enhancing the horror, that's up for you to decide. Anyway, that's all. Oh, you know what? Also, go join the Facebook group, Creepypasta Fan Group. You can follow me on Vero if you want. Just look up my name and I'll you'll see me there. <laughs> and, uh, a picture of me in my favorite hoodie making a peace sign, probably. I don't know if I'm actually making a peace sign. Uh, I like the app Vero, but it's not catching on, and I don't think it will, and they're not improving any of the bad things about it. But, oh well. It's already dead, uh, Jeff. It's okay. Instagram... <laughs> Yeah, oh well. Instagram uh, is a good place for good content if you want to see pictures of me and my cat or pictures of food uh, or selfies. Uh, that and Snapchat are both Jeff JK. That's all we have to say for um, for this episode. Rest assured, after this crisis passes, there will still be a government running these United States and rebuilding a new future for this nation. <laughs>